Yeah, I'm ready as I'll ever be to talk about this film. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Tired of lying in the sunshine. Welcome to Sink Floyd, the podcast where we watch every movie ever made to see if it syncs up with Pink Floyd's 1973 magnum opus, The Dark Side of the Moon. My name is Gareth Blackler, and joining me is the corporate mascot for James Barron brand soap. It's James Barron. Hi, corporate chill. James Barron, how's it going? Um, here on the mic, Gareth. How are you here? Um, I'm doing okay, um, you know, <laughs> considering what we've had to watch. Yeah. Um, okay, so we watched 2012. Sorry, how are you? I'm all right. Yeah. Uh, besides the movie, obviously. Yeah. 2012. Yeah. I cannot believe this movie came out in 2012. First of all, what the uh, f- what the fuck? Do you know the story? I yeah yes. I had to do research afterwards, but okay. uh, let's announce yeah. what it is first. Okay. Yes. <laughs> we just get the whole film without saying the title. Oh please. Um, the film was 2012. Food fight! Exclamation point. Yeah. Um. Goodness me. So it was supposed to come out in like 2001 yeah. and it was delayed. And then in 2002, all of the servers were stolen containing all of the animation. Fair enough. So they had, yeah. And apparently like they got the secret service involved and the secret oh service God. couldn't find anything. Um, you know, nothing's emerged of those servers. So who's to say? Mm. Um, and then, You'd think like, okay, that's a bit of a delay. And then the New York Times ran an article about it. You know, it's on its way. And that was in 2004, saying a 2005 oh release. Seven more years pass and Food Fight, after its producers go bankrupt and its rights are sold, Food Fight sneaks into like a DVD release. And um, nine years after that, a young podcast host knows that we're approaching, you know, a funny number. So it'd be cool <laughs> to do something that's like, it's a bit, you know, a bit of a laugh. Maybe it's something kind of outsider art. Maybe it's a gift to his friend who thoroughly enjoyed when we covered um, the Turkish Spider-Man movie, Three Dead yep. Madame. Maybe this podcast host, Gareth Blackler, wanted to, you know, gift, gift us with some outsider art. And maybe he got a little too lost in that quest and he... <laughs> You know, went a bit deep on the worst films ever made Wikipedia page. Wow. And yeah, then a friend might have described this film. It might have described this film and he might have just said this film for the show, thinking, oh. you know, after hearing the story of how it was made and the cast, thinking, oh yeah, that's going to be fun. It's called Food Fight. Yeah. And that that boy may be regretting it. And that's the history of Food Fight. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> It's it's fine. To whoever that is, it's totally okay. I'm I'm willing, I'm happy to talk about this film and fall on the sword. Oh. Yes, it is one of the worst movies ever made. Can can confirm um, yeah. after watching it. Yep, definitely feel that way about it. But um yeah, like I I was running it through my head and like thinking about yeah, all those other like bad movies that I've watched and ranking mm. it as as mm-hmm. stacked up to those. Like in comparison to The Room, The Room's like a masterpiece compared to this. <laughs> like, yeah. Like at least it has like a semblance of a plot to follow. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and it doesn't feel like it's bad for the world in the same way Food Fight does. Yeah. 
And like Two yeah. Spider-Man, I thoroughly enjoyed. That's like a bad film yeah. in a different way, in that it's just a product of its era and production, I guess. Mm. But like, yeah. this has has basically no excuse for a film to come out in two thousand and one looking like this. It would be like kind of bad, but okay, yeah. I suppose. But for it to come out in two thousand and twelve is yeah. basically inexcusable in my mind like after like 10 years to work on this animation as oh well oh my god it's the yeah. most yeah we'll get to my description of this animation in a minute <laughs> but oh my god um yeah. it is shocking to say the least how like little polish is on this movie and like mm. and yet some polish in some like they've clearly put in a lot of effort in some areas and, mm. and zero in others <laughs> so yeah for sure yeah it's it's the wildest mix of uh <laughs> of complete like over the top uh intensity and also like complete lack of fourth force <laughs> it's, yeah it's amazing it, it was an, a, a, a stunning experience for me gareth okay i had know. a good time watching this horrible horrible film so see i didn't i was having a lovely day yesterday and i decided to just put it on because i had a free hour like get halfway or something and yeah. i was suddenly in the worst mood and i couldn't figure it out and then i was like oh it's because i've tried to watch food fight and then so today i like you know had a lovely day did some like exercise some chores i went to yeah. my friend's house and we like walked around her garden and <laughs> had a cup <laughs> of tea and then the whole time hanging over me was the fact they had to finish food fight oh yeah i think what bums me out so badly is the room i can understand i know like it's part of the legend of how that happened yeah like yeah it makes sense and then like something like cats another film everyone hates i understand it i understand what's happened yes like yeah three devadam you understand it this i just can't figure out yeah, oh my god leads to it it's a minefield and, of, yeah of bad decisions and like just people that should know better like being mm. involved to the yeah po- to the point where it's potentially this is a tax dodge movie like that's like my only kind of justification for this being made at this point but i oh think man. it did right or there was enough deals with the corporate mascots that litter literally litter the screens yeah that like they could just no matter what it was going to be a profit they just had to legally release it i guess so oh yeah unreal the other thing that bums me out about this is something about like the fact i don't understand it fills me with a dread that Mm. this could happen to me like i've had projects i've had projects get out of hand like kind of get away from me not quite be what i thought they were going to be sure you know you know sometimes when you're surrounded with enough people you focus on the smaller goals and like i don't know i feel scared that i could end up making food fight and (laughs) sitting in the cinema and being like it's all gone wrong it's all gone wrong oh no i mean other than this podcast i don't think you're in danger of that (laughs) gary this is my food fight potentially yes like and that this has definitely gotten away from from us but hey man i'm I'm still having fun i don't care like yeah yeah um (sighs) 
<laughs> but yeah, no, like I think I think it's a difference of like there's clearly like a huge budget behind this film, mm. and it just met a series of challenges, and then complete. Well, I say met it like was hit with a series of challenges, and then yeah. failed to meet them, and just spiraled in like the worst way but like they were so pot committed they had to release it that's like that's where my head is at like someone was pushing for this to come out and refused to say no even though all signs pointed to it being an absolute disaster (laughs) yeah this does like remind me so i've had a theory about some movies especially the um ear buddies movies yes that there's because there's so much money in the world. I have a theory that some movies are made entirely for one person. Sure. One person has been rich enough to be like, no, make me this movie. And usually I like to think it's made for their kids and their kids' incredibly specific desires. Yeah. So maybe in like 2001, some like super rich guy had a kid who loved going to the supermarket and pretending all the mascots were talking to each other. So it started and then... Because the super rich guy was involved at all, yeah, spiraled away. Yeah. I don't even know. So you think it's, uh, in this instance, you think it's uh, Lawrence Kasanov's dream here that he's just pushing this whole time or his child's dream, potentially? He's the director. I think so. And also plays uh, Cheezle T. Weasel in the movie. (laughs) Yeah. One of the worst characters. He's also like um, James Cameron's like really good friend and producing partner. Oh my God. Like, yeah, up until a certain point. Yeah. <laughs> I would be friends yeah, with him up, up until, until a certain point based on this yeah. performance. Fucking hell. My God. Uh, so we're kind of dancing around my my biggest fault in this film. Yeah. Is it's called Food Fight. Sure. Food Fight exclamation point. Yes. My friend describes it to me. I'm like, oh, it's like the precursor to Sausage Party. Yeah. The, um, other, well, the food related CGI movie. Kind I of. I start watching this. No one is food. No. They've made a huge mistake. Yeah. It should be called Brand Fight or something. Yeah. Or like... Uh, Mascots. Uh, off. Brand Wars. Something like yeah. that. Brand Battle. Playing into the... Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not a food fight. Well, it kind of is a food fight, but it's... Yeah. Not, nothing's animate food. Well, no. Except some characters... It's, yeah. It's mascots of food items. That are but even then, there's like mystifying and like yeah. yeah, like yeah, like the <sighs> the main antagonist is a laundry detergent um, mascot. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know. It's mm. <sighs> yeah. It, it there, that's the first warning sign, right? And that the title yeah. doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. Okay. Should we? try and talk about this movie and how it synced up with uh the masterpiece the 1973 magnum opus dark side of the moon gareth um you know what yeah i think i think this time i think we should eh let's do that yeah yep 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 okay yeah uh so we get weird if we didn't it would be (laughs) at this point um okay opening title speak to me you know the drill um Yeah. yeah we get the title card for food fight coming in which is a yellow starburst on a white background and the the letters of food fight tumble into frame and make like a squelch noise mm. um i watched you can watch this movie free on youtube i watched the sound on no subtitles for, for this oh. experience unfortunately oh 
Yeah, which was a nightmare. Um, <laughs> yeah, you got to hear Cheezle T. Weasel's voice. I did get to hear Cheezle T. Weasel's voice and we'll get to him. Um, mm. But yeah, uh, first warning signs immediately hit me when I start watching this. Uh, we zoom in on a um, uh, supermarket from above. I say zoom, we don't really. We like wobble in <laughs> as if we're in like a out of control helicopter. Like, yeah. I feel immediately motion sick and I'm just seeing a building from above and that's like not a good start. Um, Yeah, we get uh, like this. Do we see the store owner here yet or no? No, I don't think we do. A little bit. Yeah, Yeah. he's like closing up the store. He's saying goodbye to an old lady. Yeah. Yeah, and going home for the night. Um, And we're like, oh, okay, this is the art style we're going for. Okay, Um, I'll get more into it in a little bit. But um, Breathe starts up. And we're seeing the aisles of the supermarket panning right to left. And then these uh, aisles turn into city streets filled mm. with billboards and uh, of different products uh, and like look cars driving up and down them. Um, there's uh, the highlights are like a little dragon doing yoga in front of like mm. a whole bunch of people. And um yeah, these like little uh, kung fu hamsters that are having a fight against uh, Dick's dog, Tective, our main character. Yeah. Um, who is like an Indiana Jones kind of detective character voiced by yeah. Charlie Sheen. That's a like very poorly animated uh, Labrador dog, I would say. Mm. Um like his mouth barely moves and it's <laughs> yeah. very hard for this model to show emotion. Um, yeah. And they- every like line Charlie Sheen delivers was clearly the first oh take God. him cold reading the script. And they were like, yep, good. Yeah. Get out of here. Exact Your like monster. monotone tone of voice for this entire film. No. There are, you, there are even lines like later on in the in this in this movie where he just fully like stumbles over the thing that he's reading. Like he'll sound <laughs> yeah. out each word individually, like in order to get through it, and that's the take they use. It's like what on yeah. earth? Um. Anyway, yes. Okay. The animation here. Everyone is like spiraling around out of control. This reminds me mm. very heavily of uh, like early 2000s animation style mm. stuff, like, but amateur, not at all like belonging in movies. This is not Pixar quality. It reminds no. me a lot of the video game Croc Legend of the Gobbo, <laughs> Scarath. <laughs> yes. Um, but, oh. like, even that has better animation than this. And that's, a, yeah. like, a game that came out before Mario 64. So, like, <laughs> it's pretty wild. Uh, yeah. It, everything just- It reminds me of the Butt Ugly Martians. Yes. Which was a after-school TV show that was dreadful. But, like, yeah, it's like it took up the challenge. I, like, watched it and was like, these aren't ugly enough. Let me show you ugly. Yeah. It, it yeah. really puts that word to work. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, no. Like, the thing about it is, the animation style, it, it, re- it reminds me of, like, someone learning um, a 3D animation program like Blender mm. for the first time. Like, you are definitely trying to, like, over-exaggerate every single movement that you make because you're like, oh, if I do that, it'll be obvious what the character's doing. But then, yeah. if you watch it back in full motion... It's jerky and unnatural and, like, 
terrifying in a sort of like yeah. alien way. And this person clearly didn't learn that lesson, right? <laughs> they didn't learn <laughs> by watching like animation in, in a way, realistic animation is the study of like nature and people and physics, mm. right? Like understanding how things move, what like faces people make when they talk and how they hold themselves, how they walk around, stuff like that yeah. really pays into making a good animation. This has none of that. It's like a first draft. Um, do, oh, do you reckon what happened was it's Christmas 2005. We're all set to launch this movie. Then mm-hmm. that's the very first time they hit render on the animation. And it's like, this will now take seven years to render. And so they, <laughs> couldn't, they couldn't go back and check anything. <laughs> I love that idea that it's all on like the earliest version of Blender and has been rendering slowly for seven years straight. Oh my God. Of course they would build this all in one enormous file. (laughs) Yeah. Front to back. They started at the very beginning and like it's all been chronological. Yeah. And it's called like, it's called like script one final. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Don't delete. Yeah. <laughs> Don't delete. <laughs> Last one was stolen on a server. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. It's uh, these two um files sitting there on the Windows XP and one's called like Final Movie and the other's called Not Final Movie. Don't steal this folder. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> um so yeah. Uh it's we'll get back to the i'll talk probably more about how bad things look just because it mm. hurts me so badly i love video animation and this was hard yeah. to watch in that way oh, um, I'm sorry. it's fine like i knew going in that this was a terrible movie so like okay it, yeah I, I i got kicks out of what the choices that they made honestly there is some stuff coming up that i'm gonna call out as like moments that i legitimately laughed at the screen unintentionally yeah i've got got a couple of those as well yeah yeah so it'll be fine um we get into on the run as this altercation it's like between like a rat mascot or something and then these little like hamsters that are very upsetting they're like fully like skin like naked mole rat style hamsters in little judo outfits um these guys they the movie wants these guys to be like the teenage mutant ninja turtles but they super (laughs) are not that um anyway uh this little fight gets rounded out by like they're on top of a hot air balloon and it gets popped and he like uh sails away the bad guy fall crump falls and dies or whatever and then the um uh dex dog detective uh flies away with like a zip line or whatever uh gets an yeah, interview he just, yeah uh, down in the crowd by this like little puffin who is one of my shining light moments later on in the movie <laughs> this little puffin character or whatever they are um i don't also important to note a lot this movie does use a lot of real brands um mm. a lot of them are america specific so i'm going to miss uh a lot of them but honestly it doesn't matter whether or not yeah. you know that they're real or fake because they're all equally bad. Like all yeah. of these could be real and I believe it, you know? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, I don't think I recognized a single real brand. Like I think I vaguely know about Mr. Clean. Yeah. Maybe because of this film, I was told Mr. Clean is a real thing. And I was like, okay, that's the bald man. Yeah. And then be. it all falls apart from there. Oh man. Ugh. 
bloody Mr. Clean. He's always getting like splashed throughout this movie as like, <laughs> yeah. that's the bit. He's getting covered in gunk because he's Mr. Clean. Oh, no. He's always having to change <laughs> his white shirt. And that's the bit, I guess. Yeah. Oh, it sucks. Um, anyway, uh, here we meet uh, Dex Detective's main friend, um, Daredevil Dan, a chocolate mm. squirrel, um, as, as played by Wayne Brady who is supposed to be our comic relief for the movie. Um, but honestly, just makes mostly sexual jokes. Uh, yeah. Quite out of character for Wayne Brady. Not gonna <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, like him a lot on Who's Line, but in mm. this movie, pretty bad. Pretty huge misstep. Um, yeah. Do you think maybe someone did improv with Wayne Brady once? And like maybe it was one of the ones where it's short form improv and you win the game. And, like, Wayne Brady won, and the guy, Lawrence, the maker of this film, was like, I will get my revenge on you, Wayne Brady, and just created this whole film as character assassination for Wayne Brady. Because, <laughs> yikes. Could well be. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, this character is is awful and no fun. Mm. Also, like, one of the worst animated characters. He jerks oh, around a hell far. of a lot. Yeah, um, he does not stay still. No, um, which I think is an intentional choice, but like just is horrible to watch. Uh, mm. <laughs> anyway, uh, Dex is down here talking about wanting to propose to his girlfriend, Sunshine Goodness. Sunshine Goodness is a raisin uh, brand mascot, again, fake, um, but she appears to be a like fairly generic Sims 3 character with- <laughs> yeah with cat ears and that's basically it um mm. yeah she looks like a brat stole um to me yeah or uh, well, not even a brat stole like one of the generic dolls you'd buy at the market if you suddenly yeah. remembered it was your nephew your niece's birthday or nephew and Niece like rush down yeah 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 uh played uh, by hillary duff in the movie as yeah well. Like, oh, that's what, messed up. This cast is fucking wild. It's like stacked for some reason. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't believe so many of these people were in this movie. But oh, oh. anyway, uh, mm. we're not even halfway. Uh, so she reveals she sees something here that's going to be very important to talk about for me because I thought I was so jarred by it watching. And when I figured out what they were talking about, I was flawed okay so they call yeah. themselves ikes gareth um yeah. and ikes is i found out about halfway through the movie is short for icons so they're like brand icons but they decide this yeah. movie makes the powerful choice to call these ikes <laughs> um hate it hate that yeah <laughs> it just upset me and i didn't know why like it just feels too I don't know. Something about them being called Ikes and it being spelled out in the subtitles of I-K-E-S. Mm -hmm. It was just like, I don't know. It felt racist, but uh, yeah. I don't think it is. I don't think it is either, but it's just, mm. uh, I, I hated it from the perspective of like, uh, like a big advertising media conglomerate being like, mm. ah, yes, these Ikes, collect the Ikes. You love your Ikes, you kids you know yeah. oh just brands that's all you need you don't need anything else don't need any any other kind of entertainment get all your satisfaction from products and things you could purchase yeah. like oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it just it rubbed me the wrong way 
Yeah. Did any of that ever work for you on you as a kid? Like, were you oh. down to more into buying something because of like the cartoon lion or something like Almost that? Almost definitely. I think that w- yeah. had effect on everybody. Like, we all bought like Happy Meals and stuff growing up. Like, that's a very good point. Yeah. Like it, that. There's a reason that works. Like, it's mm. that's just it's targeted marketing and you go and eat the shitty food at the shitty restaurant to get the plastic <laughs> toy that you want, you know, like that's yeah. just how it goes. Um, but at least then you're getting a plastic toy. The stuff this film is celebrating is there's a picture of this man on the box. Yeah. Must get this, collects this picture. Basically. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It, it gets, it, I did buy, I did buy those whistle pops. They're cool. like, um, ha, huh, like chopper chop kind of hard lollipops. They were shaped like whistles and I couldn't get the whistle part to work, but I loved the bird that advertised them. And I remember going into the dairy and asking if I can have the cardboard cut out of the bird. Oh! And weirdly, they said no. I mean, they got they got to sell more whistle pops, you know. If the bird's gone, how do they know that they're even there? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't think about that. No. They'd have to no. call up old old Mister Whistle Pop and get him to send out yeah. another cardboard bird. <laughs> that's a great sentence that i got to say thanks for that <laughs> yeah. um uh, anyway uh yeah so they have their like special date here it's again like really weird the the fact that she's a cat girl and he's a dog man it's just mm. Mm. <laughs> i don't know it's not the weirdest like sexual overtones in this movie at all by a long shot but it's still uncomfortable um it's complicated by the like charlie sheen and hillary duff of it all yeah as, well. as appearing yeah. like yeah what on earth oh um, that's honestly more upsetting than the dog person combo yeah absolutely yeah. The, con- uh, the context of that um we get the crash sound also the sorry sorry also oh, okay, very interesting this yellow lab human dog dating this um more human person yeah oddly we were all fine if it with bojack horseman <laughs> like yeah right. somehow like predicted they Bojack Horseman. It. it just yeah I'd, it just Horseman... needed to make the sadness we felt more uh intentional and then we would be completely on board the, low-key my this is a side a tangent but like the, the secret of Bo- Bojack Horseman is that like the the thing with characters being animals in that is like it's usually played for laughs, but it's like the the way that show works is that they're all real characters, regardless of them being animals or humans. Mm. Like that's why that show is is clever to me. But like I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's like definitely anyone can be anything. Yeah, it definitely raises upsetting questions when you when characters start like getting in relationships and things like that. Like, what does that mean? Like, mm. <laughs> but um, but yeah, like it's. <laughs> the show like doesn't even shy away from that kind of thing like no yeah season i think four or three really um, yeah. opposite of shy is it yeah i can say that bojack horseman like nails if this is what that this movie is going for like bojack horseman completes the loop of food fights <laughs> yeah you know oh, they solved the puzzle that old mate I'll charlie sheen it. was trying to make <laughs> Yeah, do you reckon that's what they like? Um, what's the creator's name? John, Bob, John, no, Raphael, Bob Waxberg. Why did I try to remember his name? And why did I say John five times? I don't know. Um, do you reckon that's what John, 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 John was doing? Like he saw food fight and was like, "But what if it was good? <laughs> but what if I made this good?" <laughs> 
Uh, maybe, quite possibly. <laughs> maybe he stole the server. <gasps> of course. Oh, we yeah. got it. We've solved it. What if Bojack Horseman is just he sent the server to Netflix and was like, here you go. And what we all love, like one of the greatest shows of the last decade, was actually just the stolen server of a food fight. This, the most hated film of the last decade. Wow. That, what a story. That'll be an expose coming out, kind of coming out on hyper Netflix in the year 2030. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get excited for that. Uh, okay. Crash sound on the run. We're back. Um, mm. It happens over the camera doing a full 360 around these characters for no apparent reason. It takes like, <laughs> yeah. like one second of just like a full 360 and it was very disorienting um mm. but yeah I, I needed to bring that up because no, thank you <laughs> that's where the crash be um yeah okay uh she like feeds him some raisins which is upsetting can you feed a dog raisins i don't know i've never owned a dog oh fun fact no about that James. seems unsafe yeah yeah i don't know um mm. then we get uh this giant moose guy who starts serving dinner um and he's got a like italian accent um he's like full like mafioso for some reason um, yeah what's his name uh, uh oh you're asking the wrong person being the person who just watched this film on <laughs> his name yeah i want to say he's played by ed asner here maybe oh, yeah. um oh i don't know uh anyway uh. He, I, I, he's just a weird moose guy who, with an italian accent for no reason um yeah yeah uh they're having their date the clocks go off over the moose playing the violin um uh, which isn't a sync but that's where it happens um <laughs> and yeah we just like the date gets like interrupted in multiple like silly ways and uh we get some really upsetting facial expressions from these characters and then oh, yeah. Daredevil Dan in the background is trying to do like some sky writing of a large picture of them of like a proposal is like a special thing. But as a character flaw, he's unable to do a loop de loop in his plane. Mm. He always cocks it up for some reason, which as a Daredevil pilot, I feel like that's like number one move as <laughs> yeah. that, you, that you always fail that. Like that's kind of wild. Um, it's important groundwork for maybe the worst scene in this movie coming up later. So yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. It's, he cut, he fails the loop, the loop and like, doesn't complete the thing. So she doesn't get the message and the plane, uh, explodes. And so, uh, sunshine goodness goes to check on, uh, dear devil Dan. And then cut from this scene to dear devil Dan and Dex talking with each other. Like, <laughs> later i don't know um yeah that was very confusing it makes no sense because she runs off to go and see him and then they're just together it's like okay yeah um, <laughs> um anyway uh yeah so he's like ah you ruined things and then uh dear devil dan's like ah don't worry it's not like it's the last time you'll see sunshine again and then we get a card on screen saying six months later um fun fact he never sees her again for like yeah. most of the movie it's like what like that's the what <laughs> it's just sort of this implied is, yeah it's such bad storytelling especially for a kids movie where like i mean kids are wicked smart when it comes to stories yeah but like i mean i didn't get it because it goes six months later then it cuts to a completely unrelated scene yeah completely that also different happens six months later 
and then cuts to a dream sequence yeah. and then explains that he hasn't seen it for six months. Yeah. So, like, in film time, you've covered so much ground. You've introduced so much information. Then, like, you're supposed to do the... It's not like you'll never see her for six months or never see her again. And then he wakes up six months later. And no, that was, yeah. like, his dream. And he's looking at all her missing photos or something. It's not supposed to be that this would way. Have been, that would have been way easier. It was right there. But no, we cut straight yeah. to the brand X representative uh, guy, like a brand manager promotion guy who's coming into the store uh, mm. to sell brand X stuff. Um, his, his movement, there is a reason, reason for this in the movie, but it's the most grotesque thing committed to film. I hate yeah. <laughs> how this man moves. Um, it's very, he's like lurching around zombie like, mm. I guess, but like, oh, it sucks. He's got a horrible giant face and a yeah. horrible suit. And I hate him. I hate everything about him. Um, bad voice, bad man. Yeah. I'm so sad that he's voiced by Christopher Lloyd. Right? Fucking yeah. hell. I'm so mad. His character name is Mr. Clipboard I'm seeing here, which is very funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, but <laughs> oh, you got us back. <laughs> Want me back. He does suck, though. Oh, yeah. man. Imagine oh, Christopher Lloyd is wasted in this movie. Mm. God damn. Um, oh, well. Never mind. I was- wonder if... He's moving that way because they were like, he's going to sync with Pink Floyd. And then obviously yeah. they didn't know that until 12 years later when the render was done that he doesn't sync to Pink Floyd. Yeah, that's probably it. Afraid yeah. to say it. Oh, poor Chris. Uh, mm. <laughs> um, yeah. So he goes around like stamps on a bag of chips in the middle of the grocery aisle, which the grocery store owner like picks up and mourns as if it was like a child <laughs> yeah. of his, which I I thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, then we go to Dex's trippy dream with him like walking around, literally standing on calendars uh, looking mm. for sunshine in case you forgot that six months had passed, I guess. Um, well, I mean, you could have, because you've just yeah. had this Mr. Clipboard in between. Yeah, totally. Oh, anyway, uh, yeah, six months since he's lost his girl. Um, he can't solve the case, and now he's like the washed-up detective type, like, yeah. who drinks too much in a kid's movie, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Dan comes and tells him that he's, there's been, like, a... a a murder effectively when the bag got crushed the chip bag that was like a brand getting attacked in this world like Mm. metaphorically i guess is how it translates but anyway there's a crime that he has to go and investigate out in the supermarket world um dan is like flying around in his plane just commenting on girls boobs (laughs) out here yeah um he says you want some chocolate frosting on those which like what really (laughs) this is a movie for children right like i've no idea at this point i'm wondering if again like sausage party was them trying to be like what if um this movie was good (laughs) but like Oh, it's appalling. And it's like, you know, it's street like harassment, which yeah. is not like what you want your sidekick hero to be doing. Yeah, he's liter- like he's yelling out like heckles from a- from his plane. Mm. He's catcalling in a really yeah. horrible sexual way, which bad Wayne Brady. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, and again, it's to a like a Sims character of a person. Like yeah. all the female characters are essentially just like <laughs> if someone was a bit horny for the Sims and just put that in their film, it's very strange. Yeah, it's it's just awful. Mm. Um yeah, so yeah, anyway, his his sexual harassment uh distracts him and he crashes his plane again, uh, as we go on a great gig. Um, he actually crashes into a tree, like it's a long crash where he's just no longer in control of his plane for a long time, and he yeah. crashes into a tree over the not frightened of dying monologue. Um mm. which for me is an anti-sync. Uh yeah. Cause he is very frightened of dying. Um yeah. <laughs> uh uh, so from here <laughs> we go and meet the weasel character cheesel t weasel um as mm. as performed by the director of the film um now cheesel t weasel's dialogue a lot of it is put through a filter which i can only describe as my laptop's internal microphone <laughs> oh, it, no. it sounds dreadful it sounds like yeah bit crunched in, throughout this entire movie as if he's like recorded this movie on his recorded the dialogue for this movie on his like nokia and yeah. sent it to the studio which i can't done that believe thing, done that thing where it's like do you want to send it full size or um compress it and he's like oh compress yeah. to as small as possible for this email it's like oh people compress audio right maybe i'll just do yeah. that and like you get like a one kilobyte file of him going like <laughs> yeah. blah, 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 that's it it's, and that's what has made it to film. So, like, me trying to understand him while Pink Floyd Pat play <laughs> yeah. was challenging, to say the least. Mm. Um, he also visually is very upsetting to look at. He's constantly... Oh, yeah. he The way they've rendered him, he's constantly, like, wet, <laughs> which is very upsetting to look at. Um, yeah. He's a, a very extendable neck and mm. uh like cartoon they're trying to do like the cartoon physics of the looney tunes but with like none of the squash and stretch knowledge of ca- good cartoon making so they're just like yeah throwing his body all around the screen in like like tiny amounts of frames and it looks gross um mm. i hate it i hate every time i see this character <laughs> <laughs> yeah apparently the director was really unhappy with the squash and squash squish like they were doing and i don't think he wanted it i think he wanted everyone to be rigid and realistic wow which is again like considering what he got which is neither is bonkers yeah like (laughs) i don't understand i don't Mm. understand how you would see this character and be like yep print it put it to film (laughs) yeah oh my god i'll voice him me the director yeah anyway uh this horrific weasel is um doing like a shakedown of polar penguin who's a tiny little penguin guy um i originally wrote penta penguin in my notes uh but it's revealed that this guy is called polar penguin presumably a real mascot i don't really know um but yeah he seemed familiar i think he doesn't there's a new zealand heat pump company that has penguins (laughs) maybe yeah right he looks a bit like the X-Ball Penguin, so I'll allow Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, he like offers like dicks. The, like this Weasel's character trait is that he's always like offering like deals from his like creepy coat. He's got like yeah. a Flash's coat that he keeps like stolen watches in or whatever. But he's got like ridiculously long arms and like a thousand things inside his coat. And that's his like 
thing. They never use any of that for anything, um, but it is no, yeah. in the film. Um, he offers like, like <laughs> he's like, ah, oh, I could hook you up with a girl. Like I like basically he's saying that he like has whores <laughs> that Dex could have. Yeah, um, he even says like on these lonely nights. Yeah, it's like what the fuck um and then yeah. yeah he gets hit by a train and i'm, I'm so happy about that um, <laughs> yeah. uh dex goes to his club i found out according to wikipedia later this um, is bonkers yeah there's a line earlier that um deputy dan or whatever dan says dear devil dan sorry yes. um that like he's like oh you're the best detective ever but now you gotta run the cocoa banana because the hottest nightclub in town yeah and everyone's gonna be there tonight <laughs> it's oh my like god not at all how anyone would speak but it it's like is... gotta tell these kids now he runs a nightclub yeah right oh my god is it is it coco banana or is it i thought it was like even closer to the like copacabana that it's trying to be a parody of i thought it was yeah Co- sorry it's copa banana copa I banana wrote that yeah, down. yeah 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 that's right okay probably copa banana yeah I'm, I'm glad i'm glad it's yeah it's still weird like i don't know what that who that reference is for really but yeah um, Anyway, um, they go down here and there's all these brands dancing around. The band here is like one of the only brands that I recognize, the the California Raisins. Um, mm. Quick shout out to a simpler time in America where we were all captivated with the California Raisins. Gary, <laughs> yeah. um, uh. what a time. And, and they are like musical accompaniment to this whole film as if they're like the Star Wars Cantina band or the mm. band that like follow that family around in Paddington in the background. It's just, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they're the California raisins. Um, honestly, one of the highlights of the film for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. And they like later on, they'll sing like an auto tuned ballad about going Ooh. to war, which is wild. But anyway. Um, okay. Yeah. It's good to know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they're here giving a performance. Yeah, we've got Mrs. Butterworth, Mr. Clean, other brands that I recognize out here on the dance floor. Everyone also, dance key dance move here at um, Copa Banana is doing the monkey from the intro to Johnny Bravo. Um, <laughs> yeah. Literally that dance move just all the time. Uh, also, uh, they get to the bar and um, here's a glass of milk or like a carton of milk. Milk is like the equivalent of spirits in this world. You, get, mm. you can get drunk on milk. Can you give dogs milk? Man, I know so little about dog care. <laughs> yeah. We showed you Turner and Hooch for that at one purpose. Yeah. I, I mean, dogs are mammals, but I feel like it's... Um, probably not it's good probably like them, right? honestly people shouldn't be having milk and like yeah we know like who have can't handle dairy or like yeah so i assume don't give a dog cow milk but i feel like people who feed their dogs cow milk every day are going to be the first people to ever email us so yeah um, let's find out can't wait can't wait to yeah. hear those emails um yeah uh so this there's like the chip mascot guy who's like a captain or like an admiral but a potato is here and he's getting drunk on chips and um the (laughs) dex delivers the line go easy on the potato juice before you get chip faced um Mm. a lot of like fake swearing in this movie uh, as well um which doesn't land at all like i don't know it's it's weird um anyway we got the brand x mascot 
uh, arriving on the scene, Lady X, she's mm. called, um, and she's this like uh, just a, a sexy lady is her deal with like glowing purple crystalline hair or something with a big X on her. Uh, yeah, everyone reacts in the style of uh, Bugs Bunny reacting to Lola Bunny on their first <laughs> instance in Space Jam, is how I describe it. Like a lot of awooga eyes popping out of your head kind of stuff yeah um so she hot she's hot brand x lady and that's sort of her oh. only character trait um yeah it's like um taking the wrong idea from wrong message from jessica rabbit like i guess this yeah. whole film has which i mean i don't to be honest don't know what the message of jessica rabbit was but um, she's hot yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah oh. there you go we've solved it <laughs> i've never seen roger rabbit i really should really um, yeah ah. that's, that's anyway. a good time i haven't i then again nobody wants to watch that with me like i've been trying to get people to watch roger rabbit for ages oh no well we can ah. watch it together but yeah that maybe seems not. like an obvious fit yeah right but just not for the <laughs> pod we'll watch it as yeah. like normal humans yeah okay ah, anyway yeah um yeah so she's got this like Dex reacts in a way where he's like, oh, you smell familiar to me because he's a dog, mm. I guess. Um, but uh, this people just start like fighting out in the out in the club to prove their worth for her. Mm. I don't really know what's going on. But then um, anyway, Dex kicks them all out. And um, yeah, he puts a stop to it and everyone just like leaves immediately in, in like a single frame basically as a, <laughs> yeah. as a gag and um and a lady x uh chooses daredevil dan as her like partner here like they leave together and he's very excited to have all the weird sex yeah. <laughs> um, it's like not subtle about <laughs> what's happening no. here it's real weird um just a chocolate oh. squirrel and a woman. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, Dex is now back at his office pouring a cup of milk for himself. He'd go easy on the milk, mate. And um, mm. she, uh, Brand X, Lady X shows up again and she and has changed costumes and now she is in full like Britney Spears <laughs> like schoolgirl outfit. Yeah. yeah so she's like here to seduce dex but he's like not mm. buying what she's selling ha 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 um <laughs> yeah he keeps saying that like uh i don't know he, he the, the brand of his thing that he sells i don't even know what he's selling but it's like cereal he's a cereal mascot i think but um his slogan yes. is the secrets inside and I don't know what that means, but he keeps saying it. Oh, is that it. a slogan? Yeah. It's, ah. it's on his box. It's on the, um, the like, big billboard outside his um, building. So, I presume that's mm. the slogan for his, his cereal. But it's why he keeps saying it. Maybe there's, like, prizes inside the cereal. I don't know. It's Yeah, or, like, government secrets or something fun. Oh, yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, anyway. Oh, wow. Watergate. Yeah. <laughs> Oh wow! Free Delicious. in every box. <laughs> uh, 
but yeah so it's they have this like weird sexy dance thing where mm. she puts his, her leg up on him it's like why is any of this in a kid's movie it's so fucking weird it's so yeah. like sexually charged for no reason um part of me wants to watch this like i want to i want to know what a kid thinks about this but i also oh, don't want no. I don't want a kid to see this. I want to protect yeah. every child from this. I feel like showing a kid this is a crime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's no kid is ready to see all this. Like, no, yeah. I'm not ready. No. Oh, God. Oh. Uh, but anyway, there's been another murder out in the streets, and um, he goes down and says, uh, we're the, he explains, Dex explains, we're the soul of our products. And effectively, this is what m- means that when a, a brand is killed off, the product mm. itself goes bad without representation. And it like, so it won't be sold because the like brand has died. It's like Santa Claus rules, I guess. But like, yeah. Yeah. And the this like character and the building like start crumbling in the background and mm. disappearing um because which is described as rigor moldus <laughs> which is the worst thing um oh, it's exactly what like marketers will say to each other during their like oh, yeah. marketing away days is like oh yeah the whole brand would fall apart without this but like yes that's true for a brand but it's very rarely true for a um <laughs> cartoon mascot of a brand right like like who's the one like look at most of um mcdonald's characters like grimace and such have all vanished in the last 20 years yeah ronald mcdonald they're kind of phasing out very very slowly like and people are still going to eat mcdonald's forever like it's not you're a product the idea of a mascot is pretty much a product of a bygone era at this stage like i mean i again i don't have kids i'm not walking down the supermarket with my kids being like hey what's this yeah so i can't really speak too much of that but like i think i think you're wrong movie yeah. <laughs> like I'm yeah sorry. the only the only like modern equivalent i could think of this like the where these food fight type people have gone in my mind like the only thing i can think of is recently when they killed off mr peanut in like oh, a, yeah in a super bowl commercial like that's the that. most wild brand move that I can think of that is yeah. comparable to what's going on in this movie. Um, and that also sucked by the way. It's like the <laughs> weirdest thing. I don't understand who that's for. If, mm. the, if that affects their like sales of peanuts in any way, it's just <laughs> yeah, be, and so strange. That. I don't understand who it's for or what it means. Yeah. And that sums up my feelings about food fight as well. <laughs> What an odd harbinger the murder of Mr. Peanut was for, like, 2020 in general. For real. Like, yeah. It would be the scene at the start of, like, the edgy apocalypse version of your, like, episode of your TV show where you kill off, like, a beloved character and show, like, yeah, we're doing everything. This episode's not canon. Yeah, man. But unfortunately, 2020 was canon. Sadly, yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh man! Um, oh. Uh, I have yeah. just remembered. I have just remembered a modern mascot. Is do you know about like virtual influencers? 
No, well, yeah, I guess so. Like influences on YouTube and things like that, or like TikTok. No, there's the ones who aren't real. So obviously, oh. yeah, influencers being people making money and then like, or making content. And then, sorry, I only say content because I don't like the term. Not, I'm not putting that down their content. Um, okay. But like then being able to brand stuff. But now there's also completely CGI'd ones. And um, <laughs> have you heard of John Pork? No, is that. What? Explain. So John Pork is a travel blogger who is a CGI pig. Um, okay. Please, everyone, please Google John Pork and click on his Instagram. Um, give him a follow too. <laughs> wow. Let's get the the um, Sink Floyd army, which yeah. is much smaller than the John Pork army, onto this. Maybe we could do um, a collab with John Pork. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if he's free to travel to New Zealand. Uh, I mean, that's the beauty of John Pork is um, he can travel anywhere. You can render John Pork. <laughs> He's without borders. Oh my yeah. god! I hate looking at John Pork. His just... first, his top image on his Instagram is him like DJ. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's he's not the right. It's he's too human in a mm. in a in a bad way. <laughs> He's like very he could fit right into this movie, honestly. Except like his CGI is like obviously quite a lot better. But Yeah, for sure. Um oh, he's, he's the same like uncanny valley nightmare character though. Mm. Shout outs to you, John Pork. Uh I yeah. love you. I love you, but I am scared of you. Um <laughs> and, and and your powerful media franchise. Uh <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, where do we go from here? So, like, this, I don't like, know. she, it, Lady X has an alibi, so it can't have been her to, that killed yeah. this character. So, I don't even know what the fuck's going on here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we're right at the end of money. We had money play out all throughout that scene with, yeah, with, um, with like Lady X's introduction up till now, basically. So, I guess that works, but, yeah. Not thrilled yeah. about it. Uh, we go into us and them when uh, Brand X like arrives and starts replacing products that went missing overnight. Not only did that one product brand thing die in the street, but basically, apparently, everyone that left the club that night died. <laughs> like, because mm. we see like empty shelves. So there's a whole bunch of products that have just gone missing. How convenient. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Dex, like, suits up in his Indiana Jones detective gear and he's like, right, I'm going to solve the case. Uh, he straps a little gun to his, um, side, which we find out is like a price check gun or something mm. like that later on. I'm like, okay. Uh, yeah, there's a big town meeting of all the characters, um, and they all come in, uh, the Brand X people come in and Gareth... This is where I like panics yeah. for the for the show. Brand X are Nazis. Um, yeah, there's no like it's not like the hyenas and um, Lion King or like yeah. the um, Death Eaters and Harry Potter. It's like oh yeah, just find and replace any like, Nazi logo and put an X over it, and yes. you were good to go. That's as subtle as this movie is. Yeah, they're yeah. all in like. Full on Nazi uniforms <laughs> coming in, these characters. And you're like, what? Really? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. So I did like, genuinely panic that this film was then going to be like pro Nazi, and I was like, oh. oh, that's the one thing I wasn't warned about with this. Well, they one are, of the many oh, things God. I wasn't warned about. They are the they they are the bad guys. Yeah. Don't worry. No. Uh, it's still weird to have them in a kids movie to begin with. But yeah. oh man, um, yeah. The, so anyway, they start taking over management, much like the Nazis, and. Mm. Uh, <laughs> promise to like oh we'll take care of all the remaining ikes um oh it's just saying that in conjunction with yeah. <laughs> with nazis is bad um and uh yeah they they just seem to take over the the store management without a consensus from everyone there people seem kind of scared mm. but whatever um the uh horrible slippery weasel gets pushed around by one of the big uh brand x uniformed guys and gets mm. pushed off a building uh who falls all the way down to talk to dex who's now walking <laughs> the abandoned like survives is now walking yeah. uh the abandoned blocks of the supermarket of all these like empty shelved product areas i guess um and he tips dicks off that he saw uh daredevil dan in the detergent aisle <laughs> mm. the last spot is like a like a criminal tip-off is like what it feels like here um and then the weasel gets crushed under a wrecking ball as like another bit of a joke uh none yeah. of the, it just nothing lands in this movie it's so like mm. things just happen and there's a lot of like fart jokes, a lot of like fake swearing, um, yeah. Nazis, <laughs> like it's just ah, uh, I hate it. <laughs> um, it's anyway. got like it's gone so far to be like something. Like it's definitely they would have had to be in so many meetings and arguments to get this to be what they wanted it to be. And then nothing has gone, nothing lands, nothing goes as far as I think it wants it to go either. So we're just stuck. With, yeah. I don't know, halfway between the most intense, uncompromised vision and the like biggest shrug just, in cinema history. Yeah. It's so mediocre and so awful at the same time. Like, yeah. man, it's unreal. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, Dex goes and like confronts Lady X about like what he thinks is going on with the plan. They have like another dance sequence, a like weird of romantic course. moment for some reason. She's changed outfit yet again. She's like, I think she's got like four or five outfit changes in this movie. Mm. Um, yeah, so they dance around like falling swords and things like that. It's like a big, it's a dangerous dance, Gareth. Um, <laughs> And yeah, Dix basically accuses her of kidnapping everyone and taking over the store. And she's like, yeah, lol. Um, and then she like does the like Darth Vader move being like, we could rule the store together, you and I, you know, but like not father yeah. and son, but as like a power couple in this instance, I guess. And she says, I could be your sunshine, <laughs> which is, oh, <laughs> yikes. Um, yeah. Uh, and when he refuses, she hits him with like a little statuette and knocks him mm. out like an Oscar or something. <laughs> um, yeah, one of the many Oscars this film has. Yeah, yeah. So many. Guaranteed. Um, the 2001 Oscars. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. So when he wakes up, uh, Dan is there as well. And they're inside like a giant uh, clothes dryer, which presumably, mm. I guess the store also sells. Um, That's a good point. Yeah. What's yeah. this doing in there? Don't know. Uh, it's just a convenience store. It sells everything. Although like supermarkets yeah. in, Amer- in America are mad. Like they sell all kinds of crazy stuff. So I'm not that surprised that there's clothes dryers, but anyway. Um, yeah, yeah unless it's for the staff to use. Oh yeah. I guess yeah. so. Like dry, be wash away. and dry your uniform. Yeah. yeah. I, I'll allow it. Uh, anyway. Yeah. They're going to be killed via melting, I guess here. Yeah. Um, and so they're trapped in here, uh, but at least Dan's alive for the moment. Um, hmm. Uh, Lady X goes up and discusses the plan with her Nazi brethren and says, she says, frame everybody, (laughs) which is such a funny line to me because it makes zero sense. Like, oh, I love it. Um, but yeah, yeah. the stakes aren't quite there when you're just framing people. Like, it's usually not that easy. Yeah. Like, who are you convincing if you're framing everyone? (laughs) Like, yeah, exactly. what was the point of framing people in that instance? <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, but, oh, it's good. Um, anyway, they go and beat up the dragon guy like a pinata. And then, uh, yeah, uh, Dan and Dix escape the dryer through the logic that socks always escape the dryer. So they're like, follow that sock. It'll get mm. out of the dryer. Oh, you know how that happens? Yeah. Know. Yeah, it's whatever. They go out like a it's little like hole. It's like almost inside. clever. Yeah. 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 I guess. I don't know. Um, but like there's been no other instances of, you know, huge dryers in this film, so it's just too obvious that they clearly decided like, oh, we'll put them in a dryer cuz socks always escape the dryer. It doesn't feel like an earned like smart moment. It's a decent visual like as a torture trap for like a little yeah, that's true. thing like it reminds me like of Chicken Run with like the big machine thing, you know. I mm. was I was into that, but like the pie machine from Chicken Run specifically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was yeah, <laughs> not not executed as well. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, <laughs> however, after they escape this in this incredibly short amount of time that they've been in this dryer, um, like. I, I don't know how long it would melt it would take to melt them but it can't they can't have been in there long right yeah. dryers get really hot but anyway in this amount of time uh brandex has raised an army of robotic exobites <laughs> gary <laughs> and exobites are like large flying mosquito robots that inject yeah. poison um Never, they clearly is- just found a bunch of USBs lying around, or floppy disks lying around from the 90s Beast Wars cartoon and just yeah. plugged that into their film. Yeah. Oh. Ex- exobytes are never explained what they are, no. why they're dangerous. Um, they're just a thing. They're just this weird <laughs> alien tech that Brandon yeah. has for no reason. Um, but anyway... Uh, they discuss a plan to team up. Dex has lost confidence in himself, but then he's like, all right, we're going to do it, but it's going to be really, really, really dangerous. Mm. Um, yeah. And then, uh, they go and uh, avoid these, they avoid the Nazis marching down the street 
and cross the road and go into this giant nose scientist's house. Um, yeah. Don't know what's going on with giant nose scientist. If he's a real brand or whatever. What is his name? He he might be played by the... I've got to get fucking John Pork off my screen so that I can find <laughs> out. Oh, what's that? John Pork's not leaving your screen? He's just getting bigger? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh. Please. I'm just trying to understand. Um, <laughs> what is this guy's name? It's so hard to find any information about this. Film. Yeah. Maybe his name's Harry. There's a character called Harry Hold, which is just so I'm so upset to learn that. Um, yeah, I don't remember him at all. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, no, it doesn't matter. Anyway, he's a giant nose scientist mm. and they've come here to talk about like Brand X and the, the Brand X products have a highly addictive but toxic quality to humans, uh, similar to cigarettes. Um, mm. And it could kill the brand if it got out to the public, but of course they can't spread it to the public because they're little brand things. They don't have the power to do so. Um and brands can't interact with humans directly because of, like, Toy Story rules, I guess. Um, this was confusing as heck. Because up until now, I'd assumed they were in a different dimension within yeah. the, like, within the packaging yeah. of things. It's like a metaphor rather than yeah. any of this actually taking place. Yes. Um, yeah. But then they their plan is to then go into the office of the... Um, supermarket and send an email <laughs> yeah no they just have the power to go into the human world whenever but they don't because it's dangerous i don't know if, uh, if, okay yeah I, it, yeah I, I, it doesn't make any sense at all and it's, nah. it, it, the, the whole yeah the the whole premise of that of the movie breaks down when this happens but whatever yeah it wasn't worth saving in the first place um <laughs> Yeah, so they go out, they resolve to go out in the daytime, which Dan says is certain death. Um, mm. And yeah, they are having to cross these supermarket aisles uh, to get to the checkouts or to get to the computer or whatever. And they're being chased by a Brand X crony uh, out here. And uh, yeah, they go onto various shopping carts and there are the people, the real life people in this movie, Gareth, some of the most upsetting I've ever seen. Um, yeah. These remind me, the people specifically in this supermarket bit remind me a lot of characters in the video game Psychonauts. Do you remember that? Um, I do not. Oh, man. It's like uh, like late 90s uh, Nickelodeon gross out kind of video style. Oh, uh, yeah. Is how I would describe yeah. it. Um, yeah, it's... It's it's a look, but it doesn't translate that well here. No. Uh, just horrible proportions and gross. Yeah, it's not good to look yeah, at. Yeah, like garbage pale kids, if you like put a curse on... Uh, garbage pale <laughs> kids, if you did that thing where it's like, here's what cartoon characters would look like in real life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That <sighs> exact vibe. Um, yeah, <sighs> they pass through a a checkout not a checkout and they pass through like a shelf and going through the shelf they like pass through it's like a a freezer shelf and that's where polar hangs out the little penguin and they tell mm. him like oh go tell everyone at the bar 
that brand x is behind everything etc and paul is like yes sir i'll do that and then comes out the other side of the uh fridge which again makes no sense um mm. and into the uh thoroughfare of the aisles again uh but it's just the logic of them like ripping through the the shelf and going into the brand world and back out again it's like it's just so many layers deep that is so yeah it was very hard for me to understand what was happening and even harder for me to describe it just now um, <laughs> yeah 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 uh anyway we make it to the end uh, to the computer and we're at the end of playthrough one of the album thank god uh mm. we <laughs> We, and we meet our new friend, this weird vampire, a chocolate-loving guy who is obsessed with uh, Dan because he's made of chocolate in, like, a mm. uh, again, sort of, like, weirdly sexual way because um, he's a vampire. Yeah. He's, like, lusty for Dan in a strange way. Uh, didn't like this mm. either. It's, like, not handled delicately in a good way. They're just like playing yeah. the like gay relationship for laughs, I guess, or like him like coming on to him as being this like ho ho ho, isn't that funny? Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's weird. Um, anyway, he belongs to a dead brand who is still alive by the logic of him being a vampire. He's an undead mm. and therefore can't die as a brand. Um, it's weaker than the um, Space Jam and New Legacy. Uh, Bugs Bunny still being alive thing. Totally. Which I'm so sorry if that was a huge twist to anyone. Get done. Who loves food fight and was waiting to see that movie. <laughs> I, I don't. I feel zero remorse about spoiling <laughs> spoiling Space Jam two for fans of the movie Food Fight. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. So. He can come back. He's he's here. Um, we go and see the IBM computer. The computer man jumps mm. out. I love this. This is the one part of the movie that I'm really into. The cyberspace computer man coming out, being the like brand representative for IBM. This little yeah. ballet dancing digital code person. Love this. Mm. Loved everything about it. <laughs> <laughs> I want the the movie Food Fight, but set in in cyberspace. But I guess that's just the serververse of Space Jam Two, is yeah. what that would look like, you know. But you could have like Clippy and stuff like that. Yeah, all the like, yeah, all the fun online helpers. That dog that was involved in Microsoft um, Windows XP. Yeah, yeah, man. I just want to know what's going on with them. Um, anyway, yeah. yeah, he's sending a little face on a Max Finder. Oh, yeah, that talk. guy. That little face. I want to hear that voice. I don't really anyway, trust sorry. that face. It always looked no. like he was a little bit shady, like he was watching what I'm doing on my Mac. And I'm like, yeah, you don't need to, you don't need to know what I'm writing about right now, little face. Yeah, you don't need to Nothing. know that I'm using this Mac to record a podcast about food fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it definitely boy. looks like I'm staring at it now. It definitely looks like he's going like, ah, oh, is this, is this what you want to do today? You okay. sure? All right. Yeah. I won't say anything. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, um, so yeah, they use the computer to send this email, which is just sort of shown through like Dex touching the screen a couple of times. Nothing really changes mm. on the screen or anything, but whatever. He sends an email and then the power gets cut uh before it can go off so they don't really know 
Uh, but before this, they find out that Brandex is tied to a company that sold genetically enhanced giant prunes. Um, <laughs> That's right. What? Yeah. And also that Brandex is behind um, uh, that stopping uh, Sunshine Goodness's brand. Uh, they mm. like canceled them as well somehow. Um, but both the prune brand and this brand have both been recalled. Uh, this all makes sense in a minute he said lying um (laughs) but anyway uh we get into breathe and we all know we like all already know that brandex are evil they are nazis Mm. um but yeah they pull the power from the store and uh yeah the team heads back to the bar to plan for a fight the titular food fight is about to happen gareth Um, yeah like pretty much 55 minutes in (laughs) Yeah, yeah, a full Pink Floyd plays through the movie um, mm. as before we get any actual food fighting. Um, yeah, so Brandex is just up here gloating to the public about uh, their, like, Nazi agenda, effectively. Um, mm. They literally say, send undesirables to the expiration station. Like... Mm. Yeah... <laughs> Like it doesn't it doesn't take a genius to figure out like that someone in a boardroom thought this was a really clever line and it's just like come on you mm. can't put that in a kids movie it's immoral <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm oh, I'm furious um but yeah prove yourself you are desirable and report any undesirables yeah um yikes uh yeah they they are all chanting uh like one store one x is the thing is their big old chant at least the like this nightmare scenario is fitting well with the the intensity of on the run <laughs> Gareth. Mm. um yeah so the ike scare gather at the uh copa banana copa banana god um and they're talking about joining the fight. Everyone's getting involved. Uh, Brandex show up in force to end the gathering. And they just start like chanting their mantra. Um, mm. And in response, the clocks go off. And then Dex shows up at the bar. And through retaliation against them, they start singing a song that I can only describe as like a rendition of the Star Spangled Banner but with the words okay. with the words changed to be about like corporate branding and like coming together and celebrating products and stuff it's, okay yeah cuz i only got to read these subtitles so i was just like are yeah. they speaking it's like a it's like it's like horns and stuff and yeah it's like the star spangled banner it's really weird mm. like an american patriotic song is playing um yeah it's it's no good um but it's it's not that song it's like a sound alike basically yeah uh but yeah uh they couldn't get the rights to the national anthem they had to <laughs> no thankfully had to not. get um stock music that sounded similar yeah uh so yeah they say 
to um like go tell the lady x that this means war and mm. uh the resistance will fight back from this club and they've basically just like sang at each other and that's the <laughs> interaction here <laughs> it's like okay yeah um so dex gives a rousing speech uh to the group about stopping the tyrant <laughs> And they say, he says, remember our oath to protect and serve, <laughs> which is like, is this movie now like promoting the armed forces? I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Ah, uh, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Is it like serve a pun on like, I guess, food? I get that would be better than I think this movie like should be given credit for but yeah um oh man anyway it's time for the food fight uh dex Mm. is on the roof of a nearby building and uh lady x calls to attack uh and yeah they start doing a food fight with large bits of food um they pour hot chocolate down on the army uh, as if it's like boiling oil through murder holes Mm. of a castle um which is upsetting siege warfare uh yeah they uh yeah throwing food around like it's a food fight there's like fruit exploding like mortar shells um they use the same like i think the exact same animation but just swap out different characters for each time that it happens of like three little characters falling over as an explosion happens like they fall towards the screen pretty sure that happens like five times Oh, yeah, there's a lot of copy and paste in this. And, you know, I've done a bit of animation. I've lived on copy and paste. But, like, that's, again, why I'm worried I'm going to make <laughs> Food Fight accidentally. Nah, man, you got more credibility than that. Um, oh, anyway. I don't know. <laughs> they drop a, uh, a large melon on the forces, which uh, explodes and causes them to retreat. Uh, and then... They fire cherry pies from spatula catapults. Mm. Uh, you know, I feel like a lot of these things were like written on a whiteboard and uh, then animated <laughs> hastily. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, they're like food fight. Uh, what what can we fucking do? Uh, <laughs> a spatula catapult <laughs> and it launches a pie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. All of this looks terrible, by the way. All the explosions. Yeah. Uh, like uh just stock liquid physics that come with whatever animation program they're using and it looks like globby mm. nothing you know it's just yeah the hot chocolate changes the hot fudge changes its texture like three times in its yeah. usage and it becomes tiny when it drips off the like the nazis it's weak yeah it's no good. Uh, mm. They fire off like missile launches with uh, whipped cream rockets, I guess. And these are all copy pasted. Like I get yeah. that they're, oh. I get that they're like in a um, in a rack, all right. They they fire off all at the same time. But like at least animate them to look different so that it's visually interesting. Mm. like it's just they all fire in the exact same pattern and then they have to keep clearing the um whipped cream smoke off the screen it just cuts out in a single frame so that they can (laughs) show the next like lot of missiles flying past like no one thought that that like maybe will make it like fade out no it's just gone in one frame (laughs) like 
Oh, it's it's ridiculous. Um, you just slide the opacity frame a couple frames down. Yeah, and figure it out. Easy. I don't understand what software they're using. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but we we are going into great gig in this playthrough, and mm. like we've it's been going a while. This food fight goes on yeah. for a while, Gareth. There's a lot of just dumb ideas that i i it starts the resignation for me starts setting in as great gig starts i start feeling like great gig is very appropriate for the moment for my personal state um because yeah i'm absolutely yeah so do you want me to like describe more food things or should i move on they fire peas from like spitballs Um, there's little tanks that fire ketchup. They like pat the bottom of the ketchup bottles with Mickey Mouse gloves. Um, yeah. And even that, like they pat it for ages and nothing happens. And they pat it one last time and it fires sauce, which might yeah. be a joke, but it's just the physics of it are still so off because they're not hitting it any harder or anything because they only built one moving animation. If the like hand moved and squeezed the bottle, it would be better. But yeah. like- that is not what happens i don't know they Um, didn't have a source bottle in the office to work on it was yeah yeah they just Uh, took again took a guess i do love the little um penguin and the cheese mascot here like like pull up a toaster and do a try and launch toast at the enemy but it just sort of pops out (laughs) and that's it I don't really, it, I like, that isn't, like, framed like a joke at all in the movie. But <laughs> yeah, which is it's weird. Just, it's just very weird that it was included. Um, uh, the exobites come in. They haven't used any of these oh, yeah. before. These, like, horrible drone mosquito robots. Mm. And they start um, attacking. And t- the counter assault for this is uh, the flying mascots blow bubblegum and, like, gum up their works is what is said um i do love this is where oh, yeah i get my puffin lady coming back this little puffin <laughs> pop like uh that's she's really badly a- animated she just sort of hovers oh, in yeah. the air flapping her wings like way too slowly <laughs> any kind of lift um but she like blows her bubble or whatever and then like she slows to a halt as like a perfect when you animate something you like in you ease in and out a lot mm. of the time and there's like default settings for something so that like it just stops to a halt like mathematically perfectly and she does that rotates <laughs> 180 degrees in the air and then starts flying back the other way <laughs> and it's just great like the sequence yeah. of events there is so unnatural <laughs> yeah Oh, I love it. it just, I, that, like, one little shot, I watched it, like, four times after finishing the movie because it made me laugh. <laughs> it's so, like, ba- it's so, like, when you, when you do, like, a stock animation for when the animation isn't finished and you want to show how something is going to look when it is finished, you know? Yeah. Like, it's it's that. It's, like... <laughs> It's like dummy footage you show off to investors before the movie is done. <laughs> that has made it into a film. I think that's kind of what this whole film might have been. Yeah. Oh. But yeah. they put a lot of work into <laughs> terrible, like, face animation and mouth mm. movement. Uh, like, foley tracking stuff. 
and it all looks awful don't get me wrong like it's all yeah. done wrong but like it, they put work into that and then just nothing into other things and I, I love it it's just such a conglomerate of bad decisions um yeah well did you know they um so they when he wasn't happy with the stretch and squish they did use some um motion capture on faces but they didn't have oh, good wow. enough software yes so everyone doing the motion capture could only stare like dead straight on and not move their heads too much so that's why oh everyone seems so soulless that- that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. Like, just seeing... Oh, my God. Like, because it's just... Yeah, it's it, they move so erratically and wildly that it does look kind of like a motion-tracked thing, but yeah. it's just like a doll's face moving around on, like, a mannequin, <laughs> yeah. you know? It's so upsetting to look at. Um, yeah. Oh, man. That animation has come... I'd like to say animation has come a long way since this movie came out. But, like, in 2012, there was just so many better-looking things than this. Like, Oh, heck yeah. It's unreal that this was released. Um, mm. But, yeah. Uh, cut to Polar Penguin witnessing the horror of war as <laughs> down on the front lines dodging oh. explosions um, and is told to go to the Copa Banana but doesn't. And gets attacked by one of the xenobites or whatever it is, and gets filled with toxin. <laughs> and, yeah, and like dies? Question mark or is like dying? I don't know. It's hilarious. Dying um, at this stage because we do watch him like given to death later on. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a. Uh, so the plan is they regroup and they're like, okay, phase two of this food fight. We're gonna. Uh, cut the power or like mess up the power of the store uh, Mm. by cutting down this like power line i don't know where this is in the context of the store or what this means there's like a enormous power line that shouldn't be in a supermarket but whatever um (laughs) yeah uh and yeah they're gonna put up little lightning rods around the place and protect their own buildings and destroy the other ones uh that's what was happening oh yeah. my god because it's just characters making beautiful tinfoil art and i was just like oh <laughs> yeah i love that yeah. it's so bad uh yeah we'll get we'll, yeah i'll describe it now because we're talking about it um they like just stand in front of like a violently exploding starburst <laughs> of white <laughs> like a polygon that's just rippling and like yeah. it's supposed to be like a dust cloud but it just looks like they're summoning some kind of weird white crystal and then <laughs> after that it, they it emerges a like tinfoil construction of some object that appears to have no rhyme or reason to why it was constructed one's like a toilet yeah. one's a pizza one's like a, a like a moose antler it's it's what i don't understand why mm. these were chosen but whatever um yeah uh so anyway up upsetting weasel joins the war and um is going down into the sewer and then will cut down this power line in a bit uh yeah it's some of it's so bad uh it's yeah the the, like the the construction of those of those little uh (laughs) those little sculptures (laughs) some of the worst animation i've ever seen but i love it it looks like the little villages in um, 
like Age of Empires building a building. They just sort of stand yeah. around next to the thing that they're building and then suddenly it appears. <laughs> oh, it's great. Um, mm. Yeah. So then there's oh. this other character that I haven't talked about until now. There's like this um, fox who's like a mare. Don't really know what's going on with him. He's not that important. Um, yeah. He was at the I town think he took earlier. over um the dogs i feel i'm blanking everyone's name he took over dog detectives um role as like favorite person but he's like he just keeps losing his hair and that's his gag that's his thing uh anyway he's here and um he's like this can't be happening i can't believe you lied to me it's like mate where have you been what do you think has (laughs) been happening this whole time uh anyway he's just figuring it out um, he prevents uh, this little frog king from getting his tongue cut out. I love this little frog king. I want to know his yeah. story. Um, but, and then, yeah, like runs away. It's like a, another completely pointless scene. Um, I guess he's like the mares on side in like a Jaws kind of way. He's like sycophantic to the um, or like sympathetic to Brand X for some reason. I don't know. It, it makes no yeah. sense. They definitely shouldn't have introduced this now. They should have, like, put it away sooner. That the mere was yeah. evil. He's, like, on the take or something. I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the the penguin gets killed by the z- exobite. Um, one of the gen- generals gets run over by a Pringles can um, or, like, a can of tuna or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, the... All the Ikes regroup at the bar and the little cheese mascot dies. The little <laughs> polar penguin gets carried in like limp bodied by dicks yeah. and then yeah, dies on a table, gives up the ghost. Um, the little scientist nose guy runs in mm. and he's got news that the um, chemical in brand X causes food to spoil and that's why all these brands are slowly going to die because I guess brands are equal food item. It it makes no sense. Um, Anyway. If the characters um, had been food, as was suggested, this would make sense. But because they're like dogs and penguins, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. (sighs) Anyway, it's it's just, it's just, I can't understand what anything, (laughs) like what that means. Why? Mm. Oh, it's just yeah anyway um so yeah the the new plan is dex has to break in in a suicide mission to uh destroy the neurotoxin or whatever that they are using to poison people um he blames himself for letting everyone down and for like giving up on the city or whatever and he wants Hmm. uh daredevil dan to take his place if he doesn't make it back it's an attempt by the movie to have a touching moment between these two characters that is just like, who cares? Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, then we got the the very confusing shot of the weasel cutting the power to the um, store, cutting down the power line. It's like shot from below looking up underneath a uh, van next to the building that he like emerges out of like a manhole but it's from the perspective of like the ground looking up it's so weird weird framing i don't know why but um anyway he cuts down the power line 
um, and then squashes another like Nazi goon beneath it. Um, mm. And then Dix and Dan fly up to the building in, in Dan's plane and Dix jumps down. Uh, and this is where we get the explanation about what the lightning rods are doing um, from like a moose who literally explains it to camera because it's so confusing. He's like, Here's <laughs> yeah. what's going on? <laughs> the Italian moose tells us. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, there's like a face-off inside the top of the building uh, where he discovers Sunshine is here and being held captive mm. in in Lady X's office. And uh, But it, the building's getting struck by lightning, so Lady X runs away. And then they manage to do like a classic kind of hostage switcheroo situa- situation. They like distract him and uh throws a peanut not a peanut a raisin at him or something it's it's silly but whatever um sunshine gets rescued and it's still an upsetting relationship um, but between dog and cat girl uh but uh so the secret addictive part of the um the elixir in um brand x is comes from the raisins it comes from the sweetness of sunshine goodness and and her raisins yeah of apparently course. you know because raisins are yeah. so addictive and delicious gareth <laughs> oh yeah once you pop a packet of raisins you're down in that whole thing in one you'd eat yeah the whole you can't carton. stop a packet of raisins apparently That's, yeah do you reckon Big Raisin paid for this movie and that's why it had to <laughs> still get released? Is there a deep in Big Raisin's pocket? Maybe. This is the story yeah. of how Big Raisin fell because we've got the, like, enormous <laughs> yeah. prunes angle as well. Mm. You know? Oh, it's oh. ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, I do... As, like, just a, a weird note... Um, she's got yeah. the the letter X branded on her neck. It's literally brand X, which I was like kind of impressed with as like wordplay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but like I don't know, it's still strange. Um, this okay. So this to the building's gonna fall down. The like it's being suspended by like a tiny like uh, pinnacle on the on the left side. Uh, mm. the top of the building that it's like a big empire state building kind of looking thing. It's about to fall off. And, uh, in order to rescue them in his plane, uh, Dan is flying around and he's like, ah, oh, he's got to do a loop to loop to save us. It's the move that he can't do. He's got to swoop in for a loop to loop and then get us. It's like, what? No, <laughs> that's not how saving someone works. You don't have to yeah. do a loop to loop. That's literally just showing off. Like, it's not for... It's like, there's no logical reason he'd have to do a loop-de-loop here. No, yeah. They just had been on the Wikipedia page for Chekhov's Garden and were like, whoa, uh uh-oh. Better get one of these in the film. Uh, Yeah, just get him him to do this this one thing and then it'll be fine. Mm. Oh. But yeah, it makes no sense. They don't even show him doing the loop to loop properly. It's like framed <laughs> yeah. in like four separate shots, and, it's, and you don't even really get to see him do a full loop. It's like what is no, the which is point? the biggest sin. That is so. Oh, oh that is weak sauce. Stupid. Yeah, weaker than the sauce that's animating. 
Yeah. For real. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, yeah. So they're celebrating the win, basically celebrating their escape. And then the, the human from Brand X, the like the Christopher Lloyd human is walking around. Yeah. Uh, it's stomping around like a big nightmare zombie again. Um, and Dex is like, it's, it's so weird that he's shown up in this like brand world. It, it doesn't make mm. any sense. But anyway, um, Dex goes and confronts it, fights it. Well, like it just goes up to it and then they trip it. Like it's like this big Godzilla sized human. They trip it with like some floss, I think, going mm. across the street is the idea. Um, anyway, he crashes and his face opens up to reveal that it's a big robot with Lady X inside who is controlling it. Um, and this Didn't is see where- this twist coming. That's no, for one point. Real yeah. weird. Okay, so here's the explanation for what- This is where the threads are supposed to be tied together. Lady X yeah. like delivers everything at once here. She was the prune mascot lady. The She was mm. the prune mascot brand who- literally she says she got plastic surgery to make herself look better um yeah how that works as a brand i don't understand um don't I, I don't follow but sure um she also says that she got in good with humans using her sexuality like she says looking like this you can make humans do whatever you want and it's like yeah what like um, anyway, she established herself as Brand X's main mes- mascot and then uh, used that power to try and take over and get revenge against, um, uh, what's the name? Goodness. Um, Delicious Goodness. Sunshine Goodness. Sunshine, Sunshine Goodness. Goodness, right? Uh, yes, who was the rival uh, of hers who like put her out of business basically when she was the prune yeah. um, brand. And she was selling like weird genetically enhanced giant prunes. So like whose fault is it really? Um, mm. But anyway, uh, it just, it's all explained there in this weird moment. And it's like, okay, sure. I guess that's the, the explanation for the movie. Um, and then she starts fighting Dex who won't fight back because Dex would never hit a woman. <laughs> yeah. Important, important character moment. Uh, he wouldn't hit a woman. No, 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 no. He's the like, hero. Shit, we'd better make this character likable. They say it so many times. It's so ham-fisted and weird. And so yeah. it's like, oh, how do we solve this? Well, Sunshine's gonna step up and fight. Sunshine goodness. And she jumps in and does like uh, Kung Fu or whatever and beats her up so badly that she transforms back into a crone <laughs> into the like the messed up old lady uh prune selling version of herself yeah um yeah and she's like all right take her away to be with the other recalled products and the brand x products uh yeah so she's defeated the mere fox guy gets like a special commendation being like, ah, you're all right from Dex. Even though he did literally nothing in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. In fact, he made it uh, worse. Yeah. The scientist off screen has found a cure to the toxin of the exobites. 
Gareth and he revives <laughs> yeah. Pinga Penguin here and Penguin Penguin is thrilled and excited and <laughs> Dex takes this opportunity to propose <laughs> as yeah. he's always wanted to do this whole film to his girlfriend and then they get married and like the final jokes of this movie uh play out over top of the um the credits uh like the the opening to the final credits or whatever the yeah, title yeah. card credits um and uh they're supposed to be i think like like variants of the like pixar post credits jokes kind of things coming through mm. um or like the celebration at the end of shrek it also reminded me of um but yeah, yeah i was it's, trying to trying to do either of those but not trying hard enough yeah no um it's also like just joked at random that dex is jewish um as part of this uh yeah she, weird, she, joke about. weird joke um uh sunshine goodness takes dex's hat off to reveal another exactly the same size hat underneath it like as if she's pulling off one model of a hat to reveal the exact same model <laughs> underneath which i thoroughly yeah. enjoyed as like an animation like thing oh it's just it's just so bad so cheaply mm. done uh but um anyway they all get together they have some gags at the have a good time at the wedding and eclipse winds up pretty much on the end of these sequences <laughs> yeah that was strange um we go into like the final uh credits with the heartbeats between albums playing yeah uh so yeah like almost a perfect uh two playthrough sync uh but what did you think and how did it sync gareth is the real oh. question um i think we've covered what i what i thought i yeah deeply regret choosing it i'm awfully sorry <laughs> i although Very as we've spoken about, about it, it i've forgiven it quite a lot more because i am 100 percent believing they just hit render and it rendered for 10 years and they were stuck with whatever they got yeah they were um, like well if my power bill is so high because of this movie just <laughs> yeah. rendering forever my i've not looked at this laptop is covered in dust and yeah and I've just noticed that it's finished rendering and I guess we should just release it. I really don't want to watch it. Let's just put it out on DVD and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, as far as um, but as for though, how <laughs> yeah. yeah, you'll notice, um, you know, there were a lot of things we didn't expect would say out loud in this episode. Like, yeah. Um, Nazi animation and, um, talking about sexy food products and Fun all for stuff. that reason for me to just say like the weirdest sentences i've ever said in my whole life um, yeah yeah but um two words we weren't saying were pink and floyd so yeah i think honestly i think i mean it gets something for ending exactly on the end of an album it does i think that's yeah it's not a zero no no I think it could sit nicely around the, like, it's the thing is it's it's a one. Yeah. But technically, as we gave Hitch a one point nine, and it's miles behind Hitch in the sinks. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it sits snugly, deep 
It's a deep one. It's, deep yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. One and bold. I can maybe go slightly ahead of Whiplash, but then even yeah. then I'm like, oh, at least Whiplash was about music. Yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Deep one. It's a yeah. one. A one. One. Put it on the graph. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But there's our one question I've got for you, James. What are we what are we gonna Oh yeah? How are we gonna wash this food fight out of our mouths? What are we talking about next week? Alrighty, Gareth. I've got a good one for for us this week. I've got a, Ooh, a good I figured one. I'd like just to clean yeah, just to clean the palate and like return to actual cinema <laughs> I thought would be a good idea. <laughs> and I was inspired with the like vaguely noir tone of this movie and that like there's a detective and i was like Mm -hmm. i I wished this was like they delved that like there are murders that take place in this movie but this movie is not about investigating a murder right it's Mm -hmm. not at all i I, I was pining for that feeling throughout this whole (laughs) experience you know a movie's bad when you're craving a murder Yeah, I just, I just yeah. wished I was watching something like that. And so, <clears throat> I'm go- we're going to, th- uh, this coming week, we're going to watch uh, Double Indemnity. Uh, one of the <laughs> best noir crime dramas of 1944. Um, Whoa! Yeah. Okay, I, yeah, I haven't even heard of this. I thought this was, I might have seen the remake, maybe? Yeah, I think it was remade in, like, the 70s? I don't know. But uh, we're watching the 1944 version. Um, Cool. Yeah. Classic film noir (laughs) next week on the pod as complete tonal whiplash. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Hell yeah. It's what we do. Oh, nice. All right. Well, Yeah. Definitely all right. I mean, it would be weird if I was like, no, we're not. Um, <laughs> Choose something weirder, James. Do yeah. it. No, we're not. We're just doing food fight again. No. Um, <laughs> but yeah, sound off. Let us know your favorite food fight mascots and yeah. um, how much you loved the upsetting weasel. And you can do that at uh, Sink Floyd Pod on Twitter. <laughs> you can email... Email us and tell us why you feed your dog milk at singfloydpod at gmail.com. Um, remind us that Wizard of Oz exists and on Letterboxd at Sink Floyd. Please. And um, I've been Gareth Blackler. I've been the poorly animated frame of James Barron. Oh. And we'll, we'll see you after the lights go out at the supermarket on the dark side of the moon. On the dark side of the moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh.